Doctor Bell from the team of the Brass. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio. My guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio, making his monthly appearance. He's a contributor to CBSSports.com's Ion Baseball and also a scamp, Dane Perry. Dane Perry is the guest. And like every other conversation with Dane Perry on Fangraphs Audio, this one is preceded by a disclaimer. The disclaimer goes as follows. If you have come to Fangraphs Audio looking for the same sort of crack analysis that you find in the electronic pages of Fangraphs, do not continue to listen. Do not continue to listen. Instead, for example, consider Dave Cameron's weekly appearances on the uh, on the podcast in which Dave Cameron analyzes all baseball. That will serve you well. No, instead, what follows represents an attempt to document the decline and fall of a human man. That's what you will find in what follows. Nor am I inclined to say much more about it, and so we'll continue on. I'll continue on directly to the sponsor's message. The sponsor is Draft and the Draft app. Are you familiar with FanDuel or DraftKings? Those are daily fantasy sports games. Draft is also a daily fantasy sports game. Exceptional and notable, however, uh, for having been designed specifically for mobile devices. Here's how you play. After downloading the app, you find an opponent. This may be a friend of yours or an internet stranger, in either case someone who is already registered in the draft universe. You pick that opponent. You conduct a snake draft. Each select five players. Those players accrue fantasy points. And whichever you or your uh, your opponent has, uh, you have more of the points. Then you're the winner. He or she or it is the winner. That's how you that's how you do it. Are you inclined to wager American currency on it? Well, you're allowed to. At least in most states, so far as I know, you're allowed to uh, with draft. Now, you uh, may wonder if baseball, because baseball is over, if you're still able to play. You can. You really can. Uh, there's probably there's a little more football left. And draft also offers uh, fantasy games for hockey and basketball, the professional versions of both. So what you are is lucky. You're lucky in a number of ways, listener. Breathing, air, and all that. Not dead yet. Yet, so far as I know. But here is how what I want to tell you. You can down, you can download Draft is what you can do uh, by going if you have an iOS operating system on your mobile device. Go to the App Store. Contrary wise, if you have the uh, Android operating system, please please get the to the uh, the Google Play or something like Google Play. That's all I want to tell you. Now let's move on. It is a conversation with Dave Perry. What is it? It's uh, Fangraphs Audio. Who does it feature? That same Dane Perry. And when does it begin? Right now. Dane, you enthusiastic about what's about to happen? Yeah, man. <laughs> Let's do this, Bubble Bean. You're not always you're not always enthusiastic about it. I, you know what? It's nothing personal. I just uh, I realize this isn't the phone, but it's like the phone, and I hate talking on the phone. Mm. Is there any way? Is there any way the the format could be improved? Do you suppose? Uh, drinks and in person. You know, speaking of drinks, Dane. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I happened to be looking at uh, some of my shared Google Docs recently. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. Yeah, and I will say, um, within the the Google Docs documents that have been shared with me. Yeah. Uh, one of them is titled "Drinks No More Than Seven Per Day or Twenty Nine Per Week." 
Correct. Authored by Dane Perry. Shared, shared, uh, October 17th, 2012. Okay. So now a strong three years. Yeah. I, because I've never done anything for three years, I assumed that this document would be dormant. No. I recently opened it to find that you are. I still do it. You're yeah. carefully recording. Yeah. I think within, you know, to the best of your ability, uh, every drink that you, that you consume. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I will say. Yeah. You've done, you've done, uh, you've done me the solid, unwittingly, I assume, of providing averages. Yes, correct. So I could, I could inform, well, I could inform you of something you already know, and I could relate to the reader. Yeah. That in 2015. Yeah. You average 13.552 drinks per week. That's right. Yeah. yeah a slight uptick. Yes. From, from 2014, which was just 13 a week. 2015 was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it should be said, a noted, yeah. um, a noted decrease from 2013, the year, the year prior. Yeah. Uh, 17.9. Yeah. And I, Significant decrease. Mm-hmm. From the halcyon days of 2012. Yes, yes. When we were kings. Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you yeah. think it was? At what point, at some point you had to go see a doctor and your doctor's like, you, you should drink less. Yes. That is precisely what happened. Okay. No. Doctors, really, uh, doctors always say that. Right. And yeah. it's not, it's not cool. Yeah. See, this is, uh, this is uh this is how it went, Stuart. Okay, please tell me how it went. <laughs> I I I was running the low white blood cell counts. Yes, I know, and it was it was a little bit frightening, was it not? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I accept mortality, you know. Right, so. but you never right. You accept. I, I mean, I'll tell you how I accept it as a hazy thing in the past, uh, on which I can meditate and make amusing, yes, pessimistic comments. It's not a real thing. As soon as I think, I you know, because, you know, I, I write about this sometimes, and I will make amusing, pessimistic comments. Very fun. But that is wholly part of the contract of that sort of writing is that I'm not actually thinking about my real death. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because when my mom explained, when she had breast cancer, and she explained this tube this port they insert into your chest oh yeah, yeah yeah oh that just give me 10 cancers without having to to just the the image of the skin wrapping around the port right. and you you have this man-made object that yeah. is really problematizing the inside the division between the inside and the outside of your body and it's nothing but a conduit for poisonous medicine exactly right medicine designed to yeah. kill your cells, but not quite kill you. Yeah. Not, right. I do yeah. not care for that. And uh, let's, so let's move on. Let's talk about your white blood cell count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Now it was it was not a liver problem. So the liver was fine. The liver was fine. Good. My liver panels were a okay. This is a thing. A liver panel. Yeah. Well, well, they just you know get some. You know, I'm not a physician, Sestouli. They no, I get understand. different levels and that sort of thing. And oh, I see. Right. <laughs> bilirubin, which is one of those things in the liver or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Um, so yeah, they they uh, you know said, hmm, we need to figure out why this is going on. They tried a couple of things, sent me to a hematologist, and uh, she said, uh, you know, how much do you drink? 
I said, uh, well, I know for, I know almost to the decimal how much I drink. Some, some would say a lot. Yeah. So I, uh, and she was, uh, she was, uh, I don't, I don't want to get into gender stereotyping here, but I find that, uh, female physicians, while obviously perfectly qualified and capable, tend to be aghast at male habits. <laughs> male doctors. And there was like a, uh, when I told her my, my numbers, she was, oh my. Yeah. That's, it was, it yeah. was like the response. I can't remember the exact exclamation, but it was something along the lines of, oh my. Yeah. And yeah. she said, uh, you should cut that down to about seven a week because we need uh, to, to see if this brings the problem back in line. Yeah. So I paused and I said, that's simply not going to happen. <laughs> Well, there's a trade-off, right? Yeah. If you're healthy, but yeah. you're not able to to create at some point some a a buffer between you and the cold reality of life. Yeah. Then you don't. Then the you know besides the fact that I suppose you have a child who you don't want to end up fatherless. Although let's be realistic about that, your wife could find another spouse, probably a better role model. Sure, she could do better. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 But there is some children. Uh, one of the many flaws is that they become they become attached to their birth parents. The, the idea of their birth <laughs> yeah. parents. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 air in the machine. Yeah. Right. So regardless of how nurturing and supportive yeah. his next father would be, right, uh, above and beyond you, right, the fact that they they, they didn't they wouldn't share any. Um, they wouldn't share any genetic material, would sully yeah. it a little bit. And he would possibly watch less sports than I do. The next father. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I don't know if that's objectively bad, is it? Well, it, w- it would disappoint my child. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. So your child would be the one putting it on all the time. Right. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I had a stepdad once. In any event, okay. uh, Sestouli. Yeah. I wasn't through with my tale of medical woe. <laughs> Uh, be fine, doctor. I negotiated upward. <laughs> 14 drinks a week. Yes. I said, I said to her, how about the, after she proposed one drink a day. Yeah. Which I almost got my things and left. Get your purse, I would have said. <laughs> um, I said, how about the, uh, you know, the, uh, oh, I don't know if it's the FDA guidelines or whatever of, uh, a, a male should limit himself to 14 a week. How does that sound? Yeah. And she said, well, I could see something like 10. And I okay. said, I really think 14 is the realistic number here. <laughs> and she said, okay, let's do 14 and see how your body responds. See how your body responds. Yeah. yeah. How, how did your body respond? It responded. Okay, the good. Corrected itself has not been a problem since, and uh, would it be responding? Would it re- respond better if? Would it respond better if you cut down to seven or ten? I don't know. Okay. I don't care. I'm looking at your. I don't. You haven't labeled your days for the last week of the year, but or for 2015. But it was a, it was a strong week. You ended the year. 
you can see I finished up strong. You yeah. did, 25 drinks. I assume that that has something to do with the holidays. And uh... Like I said, 14 is an average I shoot for. It's not, a, it's not a hard and fast rule. Right. I will, uh, depending on the, uh, you know, levels of bliss, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the calendar year, uh, I will exceed that on occasion. Which yeah. obviously the holidays. Yeah. A lot of bliss occurring. You'll see, you'll see a light week during the holidays and that's when I was visiting my Baptist parents. Mm. And now is that a dry house? It is. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Nobody wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I noticed actually if the numbers are correct, um, and I don't think they're entirely accurate, but at least for the they first are, you know what? If anything they err on more than I had. Okay. I always scare, round up. Scare yourself a little bit? Yeah, you know. Keep yeah. keep keep my balls in check. The um you appear not at least over the first three days of the new year, maybe or you appear to have zero drinks? No, no, what am I saying? What am I seeing you? There's a new week is what you're saying. It started yeah, on the I don't start it on January first, I just finished off the week. Okay, I see. So this is the week of the fourth. You haven't had a drink this week, it seems like. Starting Monday. Yeah. 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 Monday I like to I like to get the I like to get a nice little buffer of zeros there. To start the year. Yes. You know? That's good. So you can, you can. Give me a little cushion, you make know? Some, make some bad decisions later yeah, on. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you did finish up the year. So I see a couple fives, five nights. Yeah. You know, I rarely, uh, I, I rarely have a night where I have more than six drinks now. Right. Have I relayed to you the, um, an important person in my life, one Dr. Cuts of Madison, Wisconsin? Have I? Is he the one who told you you could have 35 drinks a week? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite that many. Yes, it was that many actually. Yeah, yes. that was it. Yeah, the upper bound is 35 drinks a week. I believe. Uh, I believe that cemented his title as America's physician. <laughs> and I will tell you, you you mentioned that uh, that your doctor might have been um, a little bit surprised and um, unimpressed by your drinking habits. Yes. She did not think much of me. No, she didn't. Do- Dr. Cutts got it, though. He was like, listen, I get it. He didn't say it in those precise words, but he was clearly a man who who was not um, who was not thrilled with life. And was like, he was from Chicago. Like, he asked me some, like, with a little bit of hope in his eyes about the West Coast and what it would be like living... Living in a place that that was you know pretty solidly above freezing d- during the course of the whole year. Would you describe him as lodged under the boot heel of the upper Midwest? <laughs> yes, he did okay. not. He, I think, he had grown up in the Chicago area okay. and was living in Madison, and just, <clears throat> just yeah, he really had a survivor's mentality. How old, is, how old is this gentleman? I play some early fifties. Okay. Yeah, and he was just like, yeah, whatever you need to do. To get by, I support. <laughs> Whatever you need to do to get by. That was mostly. Did you, did you write that on a prescription? <laughs> you just just bring this to your physician, and you can and begin the begin the negotiations there. Bring this to whoever has what you need. <laughs> yeah, he had a real survivor's mentality. I appreciated that. Yeah, that, that, that's, yeah, that's good. Mary. Otherwise I do, there's been, um, um, I have a, there's been a, uh, in my family, my, I will phrase it vaguely in my family, there is a, there is a newly pregnant member of my family. Your mother. And, um, as she, and, and it's caused me to reflect and caused me to ask my parents mm-hmm. about, 
the various because there's a generational there's something generational at work where I think there was a lot of new information either discovered or perhaps relayed with more vigorously to from from physicians to to pregnant women pregnant couples yeah around the I'm going to say the early 80s okay cuz when I asked my mom about her pregnancy with me she she has uttered the words I might have relayed this to you uh drinking and smoking weren't bad for you back then that's right yes yeah, yeah. and uh which is fine but um I think that like even between that and when my sister was born in 1985 there was new information <laughs> available and now if you ask a doctor about about drinking while yeah. pregnant they will they will say don't do it right they will say don't do it even though I think that maybe the research shows that a glass of wine is is not right. of any particular danger right but there but are a, yeah and we might, are a risk averse people right story. we might be a, a, a litigiously averse litigiously averse right. Litigation averse. Uh, I would go with litigation averse. Litigation averse people as well, and my and I think the doctors uh, do not. They, it's just easier to say don't drink. And also, um, not unlike a Pringles chip, it's hard to have just one drink. I might uh, I might flip the script and <laughs> well, sue that doctor for telling me to, that I couldn't drink as much as I wanted to. Okay. Oh, I like you flipping the script. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna. You're going to pull – they call that a uh, pulling a Ralph Nader. I'm going to be filing papers via LegalZoom.com <laughs> while we record this podcast. Sue my doctor. I'm going to sue that hematologist for not enabling my drinking. Have you ever Have you ever been served or caused someone to be served? Have you ever witnessed someone being served? I, I – uh, in college, in part of grad school, I've worked as a runner at a law firm. Oh, oh, yes, you've told us the story. I believe you had to mail. Yeah, gun. Oh, yeah, this is this. I, I had to FedEx the gun for one of the terms. Yeah. Wait, with the uh, a gun or guns? A gun. A gun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was also tasked with serving papers on occasion. Yeah. So you, this not, is not like you know, not like a you know. Fugitive from the law in a shack or anything, but more like, you know, serving like businesses and stuff. So it wasn't like, you know, I didn't, uh, I wasn't sort of a, uh, you know, it, it wasn't repo man or anything like right. that. Right. Was it a bounty hunter situation? <clears throat> I, I did have a, uh, uh, double action 38 on my hip. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. Cause, well, see, the reason I said no, you didn't like that is because yeah. I put some things together. One of the, well, the big, Factor was Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> so when I said no, you didn't. I thought, oh, I thought, oh, there's a chance he did, because I, you know, the way I imagine Mississippi mm-hmm. is first of all no schools, and um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and just armed. Everybody's armed. We would uh, instead of school, you go brawl in the woods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. You're not really, you're not a man until you've stabbed a bear. 410 in my house. I did not have a 38, so. Okay. Alright. And, and that, those would have been, uh, made for inconvenient open carry. Have you, Dane, <coughs> how, how old are you now? I will turn 44. 44. On January 28th. Oh, okay. That I believe is, is that, how many presidents were born on January 28th? How many presidents? Yeah. 
I guess. It's not, is, the, is that not Washington's birthday? I think Alan Aldo was born on January. <laughs> okay, all right. Future presidents then. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's going to flip the script. <laughs> yeah. And win in 2016. Um, are you, listen, you as a, we'll say, we'll say you call you a 44 year old person. This, having this conversation, having co- monthly conversations with me, is that no. how, is that how you wanted your life to churn out, Dane? Uh, if you, if you told an 18 year old Dane Perry about how you, how you use your time, would he be, well, how would he feel about it? Uh, he probably would have said, oh, you mean I'm not going to be tenured faculty at the Iowa Writers Workshop? <laughs> and I would have said, no, you're not. No, you're not. No. Would you want to be tenured faculty at the Iowa Writers Workshop? No, that actually sounds kind of awful. Yeah, I think it does. I, th- I think this is better. Yeah. I think it is. Someone asked me the other day, because um, yeah. my wife teaches at a boarding school, and uh, someone asked me if I could be a GM of any team in any sport, what would I choose? And uh, my answer... That sounds awful. Yeah, yeah it was rough. Yeah, they, said they make you work a lot. Yeah, right. They yeah. make you. It's one of those jobs. It's probably not quite to the extent of like NBA coach or NFL coach, where essentially <laughs> ignoring... Like to, you are successful to the degree to which you ignore your family and your right. and your human relationships. Right. Yeah. It's probably not quite that bad. Yeah. Because like you get, I think like a lot of them close shop over, even you know at least the winter holidays. You get that. Although, yeah. but it really there are a number of jobs, and it's probably true. The more you ignore your family, the greater success you will have in almost every field. Yeah, this is certainly true. Yeah, yeah but uh, at what cost, Dane? I know. Yeah. Have you, you ever know, asked yourself that question? At what cost? I think you would make a good SEC football coach. Why? What do they do? Is that easy? No. Oh. You just strike me as the kind of man who would thrive at that. <laughs> Someone, the, are you talking about the kind of man for whom the only thing preventing him from owning a Prius is that he doesn't have enough money to afford it? <laughs> that kind of man, Dane? The kind of man who would gladly put solar panels on his house if he owned a house and could afford solar panels? Oh, geez. I forgot to get a tiny house update. Oh, well, listen. I've got a lot of questions to ask as far as that's concerned. Okay. Do you know how you are, you know how you are, uh, eight or nine years my senior? Yeah. Name? You know how sometimes I, I will, I will appeal to whatever wisdom you might have yes. acquired? Over the eight years which separate us? My scars. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. Uh, anxious. Anxious not to repeat the, the, the myriad mistakes you've made. Correct. I will sometimes appeal to you on those grounds. And I will say that part of my life recently has been, has been looking at real estate. Okay. And you have, you're an owner. You're a real estate owner. You're a property owner. You're allowed, you're allowed to own property. I've been a part of how many? Uh, like five high-level transactions. Really? Well, I think high-level is a lie, but wait, five. you you currently we'll count, own purchases and sales. Yeah. You currently own a condo in Chicago. Correct. You previous to that, you owned a house in Chicago. Correct. And you've owned what? You owned real estate before that too. Previously, prior to the house, we owned a different condo. Really? Yes. Yeah, so you've really been involved in it. Yes. 
Is it scary? Was it scary? What do you mean? I don't know. Does it feel like... I guess you've been able to sell your property, so it doesn't seem like it's been that terrifying. Oh, no. I mean, you know, we uh, you win and you lose, you know. Yeah. Did you own Did you own before... I guess you owned after 2007. Did you own... I assume you owned before 2007 as well. We bought... We bought the first condo uh, conveniently right before everything fell apart. <laughs> so we took a bath on the condo. But we ended up buying a house that otherwise we would not have been able to afford. Like I said, you win and you lose. Yeah, you win and you lose. The I only guess it, you win is if you buy at the bottom of the market and never sell again. So, yeah. Right, you need to, yeah, go ahead and sell. And I mean, and it will sell and then never buy anything else at the top of the market. So. Mm-hmm. Um, here's one question I will ask. So I've been using, uh, I don't know what your preferred... I'm buying tiny houses, though. No, no, I'm not buying tiny houses. Um, did the, uh, did the, did the, uh, architect press charges for harassment when you... Have I not told you about my first conversation? Well, you said you emailed an architect to design you a tiny house. Well, to talk about designing one. Or not a tiny one, but like a small residence that could be, go on to like a permanent foundation. And then when we talked, um, so I didn't even talk to the. So this was the first sign that things were going to go poorly. Have I not told you this? That that well, the last I heard is that you, uh, you know, you had reached out to an architect to design something for you. Yeah, well, so the person who returned the call was not the architect himself or any of the sort of, uh, not the architect whose name is on the like. Well, yeah, you're not getting to him. Yeah. No, but he, to be fair, he's not, I don't think he's much older than me, so he's relatively young. Nor well, did I talk to any of the other architects at the firm. Yeah. The person who called was the business manager. They can smell poor <laughs> The business manager yeah. reached out. I think because there were some, cons- there were some suspicions maybe about <laughs> <laughs> the resources with which we were dealing. And I think that what the business manager found that, uh, her, her suspicions were well founded, uh-huh. and I, 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 I said a number, and then the business manager began wrapping up the conversation. <laughs> Did you say six hundred bucks? <laughs> I will not say what number I said. I will say okay. that it is a lower figure uh-huh. than than that for which. So including property, my idea was this number including the cost of the property. Uh-huh. is not cheap, Sestuli. Yeah. This firm has never built anything. The, 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 the cheapest thing they've ever built was 50000 more than the number I provided. Okay. Not including property. Okay. So we were not exactly on the same page. I will say, though, however. Are you to HUD? Yeah. In response to that conversation, a listener reached out. I will not reveal his name. Okay. I will only say he is the sweetest person. And we happen to share quite a bit in the way of autobiographical similarities. Or maybe just biographical similarities. I don't see the reason. I assume he's not lying about them. His his information doesn't need to be, doesn't need to be cross-checked by someone else. He's (laughs) of Ivy League and is now among the working poor. Uh, yeah, except he graduated from Columbia. Okay. And he's currently a graduate student, a PhD candidate, one who I think will actually receive his PhD at the University of Wisconsin, where my wife and I lived, or oh. Madison, where my wife and I lived. 
Okay. He, he's also from Maine, and his father happens to be an architect. One who, oh, wow. one who, uh, rather than, um, so it's, it's a long con. <laughs> one, one who, an architect, his father, uh, one who rather than, um, looking down upon the huddled masses, uh-huh. uh, actually considers himself among them. And, uh, happened to attend architecture school at the very height of the, uh, of the, of the energy crisis in this country. Okay. And who, and who takes a particular interest in living humbly. Now, does he live humbly because uh, out of principle or because he's the architect? <laughs> I think uh, I think the I think the former. Okay. Um, I think that another reason that he doesn't have a lot of money is because he does a lot of uh, pro bono work. Okay. Um, so he is a person who uh, maybe like maybe some in his generation pro bono work out of principle or because the market <laughs> has determined him to be. A architect uh, well <laughs> i think that he happens to I, I won't reveal the town because i don't want to uh, what do you call him right now i don't uh the he happens to live in a town that is maybe uh that is in dire need of pro bono work okay um and uh, and could benefit from it's sort of one of these towns that you find in maine that was a uh, sort of an old an old mill town right and uh he happens to like it though and so, okay. and he started, he was, uh, he joined a firm there and, uh, he just likes it. And his son is, is, I think, a person who also believes in, uh, helping people and probably, you, you know, I will say, I went to a couple of schools, what I'll call brand name schools, okay. both of which I think are regretting their decision to admit me. Sure. Because I'm not creating any sort of return on their initial investment. You're not helping the endowment. No, usually, right. So you, you, you invest in these people with financial aid because you say, on the other side, they will turn in, they might still pursue these, these young people. They might go on to pursue careers in the humanities or in law and they might do good things, but they will also be making quite a bit of money and they will, to show their thanks to, uh, these institutions, they will donate money. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, I'm not in a position to do that. I apologize. I apologize. Instead, you write them asking for money. <laughs> I actually do have. <laughs> do, do, do you actually send out like address labels, like these charities, asking for uh, contributions <laughs> to, to to the school? I actually do. Still, I do have occasionally. I'll say once a month, have a dream where I'm still enrolled at Milton Academy. Oh yes, there's still a math class that has defied me. And yeah, I, I have the same dream. Yes, about which school? Uh, high school mostly, but sometimes college. Okay, that yeah. Come back that I never took this class and they're going to revoke my degree and. Yeah, yeah. And what do you do? You know which class it is? Is it a class with which you could conceive yourself having difficulty? It's tip- yeah, it's typically uh, it's it's typically a STEM class of some kind. Right, uh, right, right. It's not ethics. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. not ethics. Yeah. It's, it's uh, not civil. But civil. What is it? Civil. I don't know, whatever people take civil something. If, yeah, if there's one thing I can do, it's blow through a liberal arts class. <laughs> so that's not going to be a part of the dream. Yeah. 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 I think Emily Dickinson's a lesbian. I could waltz into a senior seminar right now and do fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But but a, a course which would actually demand you to provide the correct answers and show your work. Right. Yes. That correct. would be difficulty. That yes. would be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I had that. How the hell did we get here? Oh yeah. So I think that there. So I. So so having attended some brand name schools, I'm well acquainted with some people 
who both excelled at school okay. and have also totally mortgaged whatever um, ethical or moral um, sort of deals they might have made early on in order of in, in order to cash in. Okay. Does that make sense? That's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's how you do it. But what's funny is the schools I attended, especially the Milton, there was a there was a great emphasis on the humanities, uh-huh. uh, public service, etc. Um, and I know some people who have totally ignored that. So they would prefer like a wealthy Latin scholar. If that, I don't think that such a thing exists. Right, but it sounds like that's what Milton wanted to produce. Yeah, but you could do like like what if you were like like you worked for a firm that you know did a lot of I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe class what? action suits in favor of Yeah. I don't know. I don't know actually what the answer is. Sounds like Milton wanted to have it both ways. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. You can't, Sistuli. You can't. Has anyone ever called you Carson so stupid? <laughs> Um, if there uh, was a WB show about your high school years, yeah, I was a I was a, a character in it. I would call you that. Would you I, before I knock your books out of your hand and <laughs> on them? <laughs> would you walk around the halls with um? You'd be wearing a T-shirt, like a gray athletic T-shirt, and then you'd have an an Oxford style shirt over it, but you wouldn't button any of the buttons. Right. Because yeah. that's how people walk around in sitcoms. Yes. I don't understand. Yeah. It's a good look, I guess. Yeah, and maybe some white Reeboks. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, with the tongue hanging out a little bit? Carson's is stupid. Okay. Is what, what am I, I going to do about it? What? What am I going to do about it? You're carrying, you got a 38 strapped to your side. That's right. Exactly. And this isn't, this is, yeah. this used to be a high school. Yeah. Uh, but now it's just a training grounds for, yeah. for Mississippi's child militia. Yeah, you you wound up in the woods via an exchange program. Yeah, yeah. Here's Things a question. Going so well for you. Here's a question, Dane. What is your favorite? What is your preferred online real estate database? <laughs> uh, I like uh, Redfin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they that may be Chicago only. I'm not sure. It's not. Okay. Can confirm. In fact, I'll tell you a dirty secret. Okay. And this is something I've started doing recently uh, since I've started. I, I usually use Zillow, although I'm not averse to using other search engines. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I trust their market estimates, Zillow. In clandestine fashion, Dane, I've looked up, I've looked up your your oh. condominium in Chicago, Illinois. My my residence or what? I think what so. Is, yeah. You think so? I think so. Okay. Do you have a Do you have an attractive what looks like it might be uh, island with granite countertop? I'm standing at it right now. <laughs> do you have? Oh, it looks like nice wooden stairs. Yes. Oh. Polished, well, fin- nicely finished wood. Do you have two sinks in your bathroom? With an under. Oh, those are nice bath. That's a nice bathroom. Yes, we do have two sinks in the. Do you feel invaded right now that I'm looking at your property? No. Nah. No. Do you have two ovens or some, an oven and then a warmer of some sort in the uh, island? No, we have an oven. Um, we do have a wine fridge. Yeah, you do. And what's what's just, to the right of the wine fridge, I'm guessing, is where you keep your waste? Yes, there's a garbage can just to the right of the wine fridge. And then what's to what's just to the right of the of the, the wastebasket? Uh, microwave. Oh, it's a microwave. Okay. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. So this is great. 
<laughs> Thanks, Estuli. This is a nice property. Well, yeah, I, thank you. We're fond of it. You should come visit sometime. I'll do that. Yeah. Maybe I could stay in this one room. <laughs> nice. Wait, when you toured, was there a was there a giant playroom with like uh, interlocking brightly colored panels? On yeah, the- there's there's a uh, there's a basement to it. Oh, it's that's the basement. It's basically three levels built into two two stories. Okay. So yeah. Um, I, uh, I've recently taken to, when I visit my friends or talk to my friends, I will Zillow their properties. This is, this is acceptable. Did you, did you, do you ever do that? I don't know if I've done that. Covertly? No, that sounds like something I should start doing. Yeah. Oh, it's great fun. Yeah. 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 I recently some, I visited some friends who are doing much better than us. Okay. And, uh, that is borne out by their choice of real estate. Sure. Yeah. You can, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh. Location, location, location. Tell me about it. Well, tell yeah. me about it. We would so, have been able to uh, buy this place if uh, some suckers hadn't bought our house in the uh, in Gangland and yeah. uh, decided to be noble. Well, it's looking it's looking good. So 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 you choose Redfin. Was that your that was your favorite Redfin? That was kinda, yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, uh, Zillow was fine. Realtor.com was fine, but I kind of I kind of preferred Redfin. Maybe I, just for the layout. Maybe no real good reason. How did you know? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've been reading about, uh, you know, the the right way to search for for real estate. Sure. How many How many places did you see before you did, made a decision to move? Um, I got people probably, telling me see upwards of twenty. It seems like uh, a lot. I mean, that's not that's not that's not crazy. Yeah. Really. I mean, I, I suppose that's not crazy in Chicago. I mean, if you were, you know, in in you know smaller areas. In terms of population, I doubt you would look at that many, but that's certainly not unusual in Chicago. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe because in a smaller place, only there's only so many properties that are going to go on the market in the course of a year or two. I mean, we, you know, with with the way the listings are these days and how interactive they are, you can, you know, be kind of selective about what you actually look at in person. Hmm. You can tell a lot from just uh, listings. So we probably looked at like twelve or something. Okay. And this was actually, uh, this was actually. Uh, went under contract like the day before we were supposed to look at it. Oh. And, uh, but the deal fell apart and we swooped in. You swooped in. Vigilance. And how did you know, how did you know, Dane, how much to offer? How did you know, like, you don't have to say numbers, but in terms, I mean, like, uh, absolute figures, but in terms of percentages or whatever. We offered high because we wanted this place and we knew that they were negotiating with the previous people who, were under contract, but then the deal fell apart. Mm-hmm. So we knew we had to come in aggressively. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is like the property that probably saved my marriage because at that point <laughs> my wife was mad at me for uh, forcing this move on her. Oh, she was. Uh, yeah. Well, I, you know, I wouldn't say that because she's a very patient sort. But uh, why were you forcing the move on her? You wanted to get out of the house. Uh, yeah, I, I was ready to. Uh, I was tired of uh, uh, tired of. Gunshots and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but your I, wife wasn't somehow. <laughs> Perhaps I mean I worked out of the house. So I heard them more, I guess. So. Okay. Uh, so yeah, she would just she hates moving the actual physical process of it, which granted is very miserable. Yeah. Uh, did you did oh. you did you move your own items? Or did you hire movers? No, we hired movers. Yeah, you, at a certain age, you got to right. Yeah, that's just yeah. That's yeah. a fact. That's a fact of life. Yeah, I'm, we moved ourselves from condo to house, and that was a terrible experience. So. Everything's so heavy. Yeah. 
And then, and especially, I assume if you have a kid, there's just that much more, there are that many more objects to move. Yeah. Hmm. And it was cool because we stayed up packing for this move. Uh, and I, like it always does, it took longer than just as we finished the movers pulled up. So it was like, you know, like, I don't know, 36 hours without sleep or something. Yeah. 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 But then you didn't have to move the actual objects yourself. Right. But they went into storage because our closing date on this house was like three weeks after our closing date on the place we sold. So we were like living with friends for three weeks. Which is, I think I remember that time. I might have, uh, I might have even, we might have even recorded a podcast at that time. I think so. Possibly so. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, I, I look forward to being taken out of this place on a gurney. You want to stay there forever? Yeah, possibly, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, where did, where, what, how do, so, yeah, so what, what are you gonna buy here? What's, what's this, uh. It's all what, very speculative. What's the poor architect gonna do for you? Uh, the. What's the working poor architect gonna do for you? Well, alright, so actually, he's, uh, very generous with his time, which is probably why he's... What choice does he have? He's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's talented, but he's, uh, too, too kind, too compassionate. Okay. Um, he, uh, well, we talked about some basic principles, and also, uh, Callie and I were thinking about potentially building, but it's hard. Now, are you still thinking tiny house? No. We never really were thinking tiny house. We were thinking just a modest residence, but. Well, that's disappointing. I wanted that to happen. For, you wanted it to happen for someone else, not for you. No. No, I mean, no, I wanted you to have a tiny house just for my amusement. <laughs> am I your, am I your, am I a clown, Dane? Am I a clown for you? Yes. Sad clown, Pagliacci. Yes, you're, yes. Just like Pagliacci. You're a clown no one hires. Mm-hmm. Walk the streets. Um, so, so you're looking at building? No, you're not anymore either. Okay. I, I, what, what I had and did was, uh, I arranged a pre-qualification, uh, meeting with a, with a, uh, a mortgage lender. And, uh, we were that going through. <laughs> that ultimately didn't go terribly. And I was like, I was like, but what are the prospects of uh, getting a, a like a loan both for for buying land and construction, a construction loan? Mm-hmm. And she was like, Oh no, <laughs> oh no, no, not for you. <laughs> She's like, mm-hmm. and I was, oh okay, because you know, because I had been talking about this sketching plans for like yeah. a month using uh, interactive <laughs> software, interactive but free software on the internet. And she dismissed all that sort of month of enthusiasm just with, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> right. That's yeah. unlikely. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I think they want you to have, they want you to have more resources. Now, our, our property value is pretty expensive where you live. Uh, well, I don't know if it would be precisely in this, in, okay. in this town. So we're looking elsewhere. Um, but, uh, Manhattan. Yeah, right in the middle of Manhattan. That's I think where we're gonna get. Actually, I've I've talked to friends who were looking for for property who they lived they were renting in Brooklyn. They had a child and were looking maybe to own in Brooklyn. And it is it appears to be something that is virtually impossible, except for yeah. you know Elon Musk level yeah millions. They would go to they would, would show up in an open house, uh-huh. and the place would have already been sold to someone in cash. By the time they showed up, I can buy that. Well, you couldn't buy it. That's the point. No, Dana. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could buy the story. We could never, we could never own a home in New York. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, they would just show up and be like, "Nope, someone bought it." 
someone had a like almost literally a briefcase of cash. No. And just like the place is now sold. Which is so scary to me. They you should know, uh, pick out a place to gentrify. Yeah. Oh. When you, wait, so wait, when you buy your place, it seems like your condo is like pretty new, like in terms of the construction. This is going to be a scintillating podcast. <laughs> but I'm, I'm concerned of a, about a lot of things. But when you bought, like your house was not new, right? That was not a new property. The house was sold? Yeah. I mean, it was built in 1910, but it was a gut rehab, so it was, you know. Who performed the gut rehab? You or someone before you? No, the previous, the guy, the realtor who sold it to us bought it out of foreclosure and did a gut rehab. Okay. So, like, were you, so, but you still have an inspection of it before you purchase it, right? Yeah, that's required by law in most places. Okay. Or required by law or required by your lender or something like this? Uh, well, in Chicago, I believe it's both. Okay. In most places, I mean, it's always going to be required by the lender, yeah. And so what? Are they looking at, they're looking at the roof, right? They look at your insulation? Did you, do you know, did you know what kind of insulation you had? Well, I mean, huh? You can look at that and tell. You're talking about just like the bats of insulation in the attic? Sure. Okay. Did you, did someone look at that and be like, yeah, it's good insulation? Well, they're not so much concerned with that when they do the inspection. They're concerned more with, like, potential problems and structural integrity and all that. Yeah. They're not really concerned with, like, what your power bills are going to be. No. But aren't you concerned about that? Yeah. What kind of heat did you have in that house? Central gas. Do you like it? It was fine. Hmm. Kept you warm. What is that? What is central gas? How does that... Are those baseboards? Or are they... Uh... No, these were like uh, vents. The registers somewhere on the floor, somewhere in the hmm. roof. Oh. A lot of houses in New no, England. Not like baseboard heating, no. A lot of houses in New England have baseboard Forced air heating. Huh? Forced air heating. Forced air heating. Yeah. Yeah, by means of. They use of... the same duct system as the air conditioner. Oh, yours does. No. That's I mean, a newer. That's a, usually a newer design, right? Talking. <laughs> Now, in some older houses, you do see, like, the baseboard heating stuff, yeah. Well, that's, like, all we got here. That's fine. It doesn't okay. Oh, there's a certain charm to it. Is there really? I don't know. I don't think that maybe there is. Yeah. I mean, it's not what I would want, but, you know. It's hard if it's, like, against one wall. Like, do you put a couch up against it? Because then are you going to burn your couch? No, I wouldn't do that. No. What about radiators? Those are charming. Yeah, they, uh... Are they inefficient? They seem like uh, carbon monoxide machines to me, but yeah, I, I you know I would think they were they would be less efficient than like modern forced air stuff, yeah. Okay. But I think if you're buying a place and you can afford like a forced air system, I would certainly do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Newer water heater would be nice. You know. You How long does the furnace last? You don't want like you know old mechanicals and that sort of thing. I mean, a furnace should last 15, 20 years, you know? 15, 20, huh? Yeah. Hmm. But you definitely would like, you know, your more expensive mechanicals, you would definitely like those to be on the newer side. Should I get it? Should I definitely get a sump pump? I mean, if you have a basement, yeah. Do you know who, uh, do you know whose basement recently flooded? Is, uh, Fangraphs writer Matthew Corey's basement in Portland, Oregon. Really? Yeah, they, they experienced torrential rains, and I cannot guarantee that he has a sump pump. No, well, you know, that's on him then. You know what they have a lot of in New England is dirt floor basements. 
What do you think about that? Is that right? That's yeah. Yeah. How does that, how does that strike you? Um, primitive. Yeah, they are prim, they're scary. Yeah. They're yeah. bodies. You know what else is down there instead of dirt, or besides dirt is also something called ledge. Are you familiar with ledge? I am not. Ledge is just giant granite in the ground. Okay. You cannot remove it. It's, it's, it's like earth. It's earth. You just look at, you get, you, it's crust, mantle. It's part of the mantle. Of the earth. Okay, so it's not like vestiges of an old foundation or something. It's just naturally occurring. Naturally occurring and deep. Okay. Yeah. That sounds chill. I guess it's chill. I think it allows a little bit of moisture in the house. You go watch out for that moisture. Hey, you don't need to tell me about that. Did you have a problem with moisture? Not here, but we did have some seepage at the last place. Gotta watch out for that seepage. You have a problem with mold, mold spores? Yeah. Yeah, this you gotta is, watch out for that. I would like to tell you, Dane, how alert and engaged I am in this conversation. I can tell. Immensely. Yeah. This is so important. They don't tell you this stuff. This is exactly what college should be. There should be one class that say you're gonna perform, you're gonna do some scary shit when you get older. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And it's yeah. gonna, it's gonna be a lot, a lot of your finances are gonna be tied to it. You're gonna sign documents. Yeah. In front of a notary public, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And once you sign them, you're gonna, you're gonna be frightened. You're gonna sign so many places that there's gonna be like sticky notes telling you where to sign. That's how many. There's gonna be, yeah, there's gonna be multiple pages, certainly. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of documents. You're gonna sign municipal documents? You, municipal documents, private lender documents, your attorney, you need an attorney for this, will pass them to you. Will my realtor help me to secure an attorney? Yeah, they usually have a working relationship with an attorney. That's my favorite thing about realtors, um, is that they will just they will do a lot of things like this. They're, yeah, realtors are kind of useless on one level because it's like, oh, you should buy this for the price it's listed. <laughs> think, oh yeah, I could have done this myself. <laughs> then they can eliminate a lot of headaches with stuff. Yeah, I don't like headaches. Who likes headaches? Right. Yeah. yeah. No one. No. Oh. No one. This is so, really helping, Dane. Sounds like you're. Uh, are you gonna take advantage of the? Uh, uh, various first-time buyer uh, welfare I programs. I might. I know this will surprise you, Dane, is that it actually is possible that uh, my wife and I, despite our meager earnings, have mm-hmm. cobbled together something resembling a, a type of down payment. I can respect that, Cecilia. Yeah, I know that you feel strongly about it. I don't know if it's going to be upwards of 20%, as you've demanded of the of the American public. Well, I, I think that is just uh, – that's that's – you know, also for your own safety. They right. don't get their water at some point, you know? Yeah. Well, it pays down. Hey, it pays down your principal, doesn't it, Dane? It does, Stooley. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Pays down that, you know? Yeah, that You're you so lucky that you have your wife. You yeah, are... I am, but I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Like a f- financially sound counterpart to you. Yeah. And you do the career you've chosen. I do okay, Cecilia. Yeah, you do okay. Yeah. Yeah. You do okay in the, in like the way that... I am not the breadwinner. No. Yeah. The, 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 the pen coeur. Does that mean breadwinner or anything? I win breadsticks. She wins bread. <laughs> Is that a word, pen coeur? I have no idea. Mm. Oh. Pen Venkir. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, maybe it's not. Yeah. 
County. Hey, what do you think about? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is gonna do like a Rorschach test with you, okay? okay. Except when I, I'm gonna utter a phrase, All right. and then on a scale of zero to ten, you you mm. tell me how much pleasure it, it elicits within inside of you. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, I would say one being no pleasure at all, ten being. Well, zero being no pleasure at all. Zero means zero. zero. Oh, okay. Ten being. Uh, Maximum pleasure. Verbal orgasm. Yeah. You ready? Sure. Here's a here's a phrase. Sweat equity. Uh. Seven. Okay. That's all I had. It's just sweat equity. That's, it? That's the one. Well, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about sweat equity? I benefited from it. Um, I redid our porch on the house. By yourself? That, uh huh. Well, my wife helped paint it, but yeah. Did you I, actually sweat while doing it? Yeah, uh huh. I did when I was uh, installing. Uh, I put some uh, different uh, balusters and spindles or whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. really. And uh, yeah, that uh, we ended up with a very nice porch. And uh, that uh, contributed to our sale price. Oh. Okay. So there was a bit of sweat equity there, Sestouli. All right. Curb appeal it gave us. <laughs> How does that one strike you? Zero to ten. Curb. Oh, curb appeal. Yeah. Ooh, five or six, maybe. Okay. What okay. if you? What if the things that are appealing to a property by you may not be a property? May, may not be appealing uh, when you consider real resale. Well, you always want to, uh, uh, you know, conduct your business in terms of improving your property to appeal to crackers, <laughs> which is what we did. They have money. Yeah. This is now, t- okay. Let me. I'll, I'll give you a phrase, and you tell me. Uh, give me a zero to ten. Okay. Debtor's prison. <laughs> As a, um, that's one of those. All right, that's one of those terms uh-huh. that uh, that carries with it that hanging from it, swinging like a <laughs> swinging like a member. Swinging, well, I was gonna say swinging like a like a rustic uh, like a rustic swing from a tree. Swaying and dangling. Like yeah, it carries with it a, quite a bit of a, of a mayor. Nope. No. 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 Uh, carries with it quite a bit in the way of uh, aesthetic pleasure. However, if if I were to drill down into uh-huh. the uh, wow, this is a dirty, dirty phrasing going well, on. Well, if I were take, to take the member, make it turgid. No, if I no, if I were to learn about the the unseemly realities of debtor's prison, I would be any member. I would get sad. Yeah, I'm sure it's the saddest. Hor- most horrifying thing. As you would be breaking rocks in western Kansas or something? Ugh. Oh. This is the time on the show, Dane, when I read to you and allow you to reflect on uh, some passages from Emil Chorin. Okay. Uh, this is my favorite part, Hitler's Pyramid. <laughs> this is from his uh, text, uh, uh, Syllogisms of Bitterness. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I selected these especially for you, Dane. Okay. Mm. For a long time... I'm in a three-point stance. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> For a long time, I believed in the metaphysical virtues of fatigue. <laughs> Already great, right? 
already. Yeah. For a long time, I believed in the metaphysical virtues of fatigue. True, it drags us down to the roots of time. But what do we bring back? Answer, some twaddle about eternity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. What do you rate that, zero to ten? That's, uh, well, see, obviously, Mr. Chorin has his own scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's true. So, I, so a Chorin, a Chorin five is a, what is that, like a regular? That'd be a regular nine or something, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, in terms of Chorin outputs, I'll give that a seven. Okay. Six and a half. The ones I've brought to your attention to are strong for Chorin, I'll say, in my opinion. Yeah, that, that, that's certainly true. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here's here's another one. This is two of five, which I'll read to you. And there might be a bonus. A bonus. It's one. so much better than, than Anthony Jeselnik jokes. Okay, you ready? This is a short one. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six words. Six oh. words. Listen to what he can do with six, seven words. I already give it a ten. You ready? Yeah. Leukemia. <laughs> Leukemia is the garden where God blooms. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I translated that. So, cause yeah. Callie bought, Callie bought me the same book in French. And so I will sit down and most days translate one or two of these, translate them poorly. Yes. This one's easy to translate cause it's not, it's pretty short. And I said to myself, I said, that is not really what that means, is it? <laughs> and I opened to Richard Howard's translation and it was, it's precisely what that means. Leukemia that, is the garden where God blooms. That's, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, my man brought it on that one. <laughs> yeah. That's a 10. That's a 10. I'm going to make that my Facebook status just to see, just to witness the confusion. Well, <clears throat> I wouldn't commit to that so quickly, Dane, because the next one's pretty strong too. Okay. Actually, the next two, he ups the ante in this. This is only, Five words. All right. And it begins, the first two words are the real, and R in the real is capitalized. Capital R, the real, the abstract concept of the real. You ready? Yes. The real gives me asthma. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot without many words. <coughs> these should be like uh, a lot of these should be put on like these those uh, inspiring business posters. <laughs> oh, someone did that. Wait, someone uh, a correspondent of mine. <coughs> really? Oh, yes. I'll tell you who. I will say his name. Oh, well, no, maybe I won't. But he works in baseball. Okay. Um, he's employed by a minor league club. And uh, he's a fan of um, – actually, he, he shared with me um, some pretty intimate details about his weaknesses. Um, okay. Pretty uh, – without, without uh, much more of an introduction. And I think that is the best sort of person. Yeah, that, that's, 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 that's a gentleman's quality. Yeah. He says, let me tell you the ways in which I've suffered. And it wasn't like, oh, like someone – Someone said my parents are don't love me. It was yeah. a, it was big. He told me something big very quickly, and I and but he's also the sort of person who like conducts his own like he handles his business during the day. 
and well, sim- simultaneous to that, he had big things going on. But he sent me a couple of uh, Chorin, Chorin posters like that that, okay. he, that he had created, and they're beautiful. Yeah, that does sound beautiful. Uh, what do they uh, call those things, like the actual non-ironic ones? Like, uh, I don't know, inspirational messages? or uh, There's some, some awful brand word for it. Okay. Business. Wait, maybe, if, what if you type up um, business inspirational quotes? What are they called? Motivational business quotes? You're getting close. Okay, it's going to come to me soon. Motivational quotes, motivational quotes, I don't know, I don't know, Dane. Business, inspirational posters, come on, come on, come to me. <laughs> Successories. No! Yes, that's Ugh. what I was thinking of. <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> what I was thinking of. <laughs> All right, uh, how many have we done, three? This, you know what, there's a real chance... Your Remax realtor is going to have one of these up in his office. <laughs> I just want you to be prepared. Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, this is number three, I think. doesn't matter. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you how many more we have left. I've marked them with a D in my book so that I would know. I have two more after this, so you're in the middle here. Okay. Uh, this is also quite short, one sentence. With every idea born in us, something in us rots. <laughs> that feel good? Yeah, you know, hey, I like equilibrium. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Conservation of energy. You win, you lose. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, two more. Uh, two more. Neither the ones. Uh, these not, we might not quite uh, scale scale the heights we have already. Yeah. Uh, here we go. A lot, a little bit longer. Not content with real sufferings. The anxious man imposes imaginary ones on himself. <laughs> he's already got – he's got you figured out. He's got me figured out. He is a being for whom unreality exists and must exist. Otherwise, where would he obtain the ration of torments his nature demands? <laughs> ration of torments. That would go along with – where do you rank that relative to sweat that's, equity? That's a world championship phrase right there. Ration of torments. Yeah. Man, there should be there should be a uh, that should be an actual real estate term. <laughs> I think ration of torments is now the new term for the back and forth which occurs between realtors negotiating the sale price. Okay, maybe we could call this Dane Perry's ration of torments. I, I like that. Okay. Uh, although I haven't been, I don't know, is that misleading? I don't think I've been particularly tormented this time. But how we have talked about real estate though, so perhaps we've been. We've been obliquely discussing that, the rash of torment. kind of more your torment because I'm sort of done with all that. Okay. Right? Well, what, well you, you come up with a better name then. Afternoon Beans. <laughs> Afternoon Beans 2. <laughs> Dane Perry in Afternoon Beans 2. Yes. Dane Perry and Dennis Weaver. All right. Oh. Uh, and then the last one, and this is true, the advantage – says uh, Emil Chorin, the advantage of meditating upon life and death is being able to say anything at all about them. The advantage of meditating upon life and death is being able to say anything at all about them. There you oh. go. I'm not sure what to think of the last one. Yeah. I will tell you, I received a little pang of, what's the little, what's the little, what's our pleasure neurotransmitter? 
endorphins or yeah endorphins I think yeah uh, or that might be something different maybe it's a uh, rush of those after uh, dopamine maybe dopamine or exercise I believe what do you say that's what really is yeah maybe maybe dopamine is what I mean something along those something along those lines maybe dopamine is a type of endorphin eh, I'm... <laughs> maybe like getting back to our earlier medical conversation maybe this should be biochemistry hour with Dane Perry and <laughs> no I do not want that I do not want that how about biochemistry hootenanny no <laughs> hootenanny is a good word isn't it that's an outstanding word yeah. also Donnybrook Donnybrook's pretty good okay yeah because you, you, we had at one point we had an indolence Donnie Brook at Notcrafts. <laughs> I like that quite a bit. Um, whatever it is, every time on my phone, every time there is a Zillow notification regarding a new <laughs> wow, property. You're, you're, did you wait a second? Hold on, hold everything. Yeah. Do you have the Zillow app on your phone? Oh yeah. Oh, wow. I have Zillow alerts. You're not playing around. No, I have created. I have tailored Zillow's search engine. To meet my needs and my desires. Do you get a Do you get a push notification every time a lender laughs at your application? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he takes a he takes a selfie, and it's immediately forwarded to my Yahoo account. Just giving you the bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last question, Dane. Uh, are you dis- most disappointed that you have not written a novel or most disappointed about all of the other things you've done wrong? Huh. I'll go with all the other things. Yeah, I think that's smartest because guess what? Even if you had finished your novel, Dane, no one would care. Right. Yeah, you, no one No one. You'd just be, care. You'd just at that point be upset. You wouldn't even have an opportunity to be upset that people didn't like it. Yeah. You would have to live with the fact that no one had read it, even though it had been published. Yeah, see, that's the thing, I, I, you know, like you, I probably, I, I used to aspire to, you know, great works of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to the novel, a book-length manuscript of any kind, uh, the process is so miserable, the experience is so terrible, that I didn't even care if anyone read it by the end of it. I was so... This is, you're talking about your, uh, your yeah. some of your uh, serviceable books or your less serviceable books. Yeah, yeah. I get it. So miserable that I just couldn't be bothered to care what became them after that. Right. I get it. Yeah. I'm with and you. I, I delight in in uh, relaying my contempt for the process whenever anyone asks me, oh, are you going to write a book again? Yeah. No, I'm not, and here's why. Yeah. Yeah. You listen to me. Yeah. Your innocent question, which you didn't even want an answer to, <laughs> I got something for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dane, you've done it. Hey, wait a second. Oh. <laughs> How badly are the sales of your uh, your Robert Bauman production going? Well, I'd, I'd like to inform you of something, and you may be disappointed to hear it. Okay. Is that uh, we have actually uh, – the book has actually paid for itself. Yeah, mine did too, okay? Okay. So – Trying to stick that to me, you little sh- No, I'm just saying that you might be <laughs> – you might not be happy to learn that. I'm going to steal your identity and ruin your chances of selling the whole. Then you'll be the one who's, who's getting rejected for loans. <laughs> now, did, uh, so did, now, did Bauman, uh, did Bauman, uh, wreck his credit card again to publish this? No, because I, re- I asked, him, he apparently paid for your book. 
He out of his own pocket, and I can't believe you let him do that. I didn't know how he conducted business. Yeah, I, well, I, I you should know that it's poorly. <laughs> hey, I didn't get a dime from it. I told him to keep all the money from sales. You should. Should fray his costs. Yeah, he, sure. He tried. Yes. So no, I. So, so wait, I. How, well, how was yours paid for? Did you pay for it? Was I financed the uh, publishing costs. You self-published. You loser. Yes, I, I. In fact, I want to start a. I want to start a publishing company called Vanity Press. That's already been done. Is it really? Is it really? I'm sure it has. Yeah. Anyway, I, I highly support uh, self-publishing if it's good, and yeah. mine is. Is it? Yeah. It's not ambitious at all. I it's, should get a cut considering I was the muse for a lot of it. Actually, uh, I think probably a dozen or so people have uh, – they've bought your book in tandem with mine. It's a special package deal that Bauman offered. Oh, the Bauman Industrial Complex. <laughs> Uh, oh, so well, I you know, I, yeah, I was unaware that you paid. For, what did that come to? Like forty-two dollars? No, it was like a thousand dollars. Really? Yeah. What the hell did you get that? Uh, it's a detractive book. Oh, where did I get the money? No, the, yeah, the volume is very attractive. Uh, I more I uh I mortgaged Park Place and Boardwalk. Okay, well done. Yeah, it comes out to about a thousand. Are you going to offer the lender copies of it as a down payment? The lender? When you buy a house. You're going to give them a box of your chapbook. Actually, there are uh, more than one people uh, person has communicated to me that they would have bought the book if not for needing to explain the title to people, <laughs> which is fine with me as well. Uh, Bauman should hire a marketer. No, I think it's good. Yeah. I think anything which makes itself difficult to sell, I think, is in, has inherent virtue. People or even objects which shoot themselves in the foot are yeah. by nature have a sort of uh, – have a sort of desperate beauty to them as far as I'm concerned. You should have titled it, This Hot Girl Thought the Dog Was Dead. You Won't Believe What Happens Next. <laughs> <laughs> I, want you to, I want you just to write a volume and use that title and see how the sales compare. Um. I, I don't know if you are you familiar with David J Roth of the Internet and also the classical. Yeah, yeah, I I, uh, I I believe I follow him on the Twitter. Yeah, he has a pinned tweet. His pinned tweet is among the the, the finer sentences or finer passages available on the Internet. Can I read it to you? Please do. Uh, here's here's uh, what David J Roth says. He says, "Here's a sentence that has stuck with me for 22 years from a doofy classmate story in eighth grade English." Here's here's the sentence. The tweet, huh? How is all of this a tweet? I don't know. It just fits. Okay. Uh, This is the sentence from his classmate's book, the classmate's story in eighth grade. This is the whole sentence. The werewolf puked and died. (laughs) 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 The werewolf puked and died. That's good. That's a good story. That's good. That's good. Just, that could be a story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> could be. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It's here. I have a theory as to why it's funny yeah. that I'm just crafting right now, but <laughs> there's something. There's something inescapably eighth grade about that. Yes. 
Yeah. Well, because you're still interested in werewolves. Right. <laughs> and I was I was into werewolves, dude. Yeah. <laughs> werewolves. Yeah. Werewolves are a mythological creature. Yeah. And they're not supposed. And but it's like it's like two year olds puke. Like high like right. puke. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's good stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> werewolves puke. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, there's, you know, fatal puke. (laughs) (coughs) Fatal puke, also a great name for a hardcore band. Maybe if the werewolf had stuck to 14 drinks a week. (laughs) Fatal puke. All right, listen, Uh, as sometimes happens when we do these uh, midday podcasts, I have gotten the coffee sweats uh, because... (laughs) Because I haven't eaten in long enough, but I've had a lot of caffeine in the meantime. Also, uh, this, also, this uh, so you've had too much coffee? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's since I've eaten, and so my blood sugar's low. Okay. Also, um, Let's shoot some pool. That'll make you feel better. Uh, yeah. Also, I need to start editing uh, a little bit for my job. Yeah, it's fine. Right. I'm always gonna forget. It. So let's say goodbye. Uh, so and we'll talk for one second, and then. Uh, uh, but I would like to thank you, Dane Perry, for surviving this uh, hour-plus recording. You're welcome. All right. Uh, let me say that has been Dane Perry, contributor to CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball. I'm Carson Sestouli. This has been Fangraphs Audio. One day, Sestouli, I will on your bones. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>